is up, duelists. Welcome to Pot of Greed, the world's only Yu-Gi-Oh! podcast sponsored by Kybercorp. I am Dan, aka Despite All My Rage, I am still just a dog in a cage. Ah, I get it. Um, and I'm Argyle, aka Jordan B. Pegasus. Uh, <laughs> Uh, you see, uh, Jordan B. Pegasus, the author of uh, 12 Rules to Duel by, uh, uh, a guide to the to the uh, chaos of duel monsters. The, you see, the the red the red eyes black dragon is a feminine dragon, and it's the <laughs> dragon of chaos, and it's it's slain by the the masculine blue eyes white dragon, the dragon of order, and uh, also. Uh, the, the the feminine dragon is evil and chaotic. You might have noticed this has nothing to do with uh anything. Listen up, Yugi Bucko. You might like this one. Uh, it's the antidepressant lobster. It's pretty good, especially if you're feeling crabby. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, so it's the two of us. Yugi, you wouldn't. You would be doing better in the shadow duel if you would clean up your mind room. Look at Yami's room; it's immaculate. There, there's no toys on the floor, unlike yours. You're like a little child with blocks and a toy train. You you need to clean up this room, Bucko. <laughs> All right. Uh, so we did episodes twenty-eight and twenty-nine. Yes, this is uh this is part of greed. We we watched season three, episodes twenty eight and twenty nine. Dub only, bitch. <laughs> this is we're last week it was the sub only, now it's the dub only. Elliot's not here, unfortunately, because it's holiday times and it's very stressful. The holidays can be really tough on families. And that's why you need Kaiba <laughs> Corp to get through it. Uh so yeah, uh, let's get into it. Uh, episode 28, The Darkness Returns, Part 1. Yes, th- we're going to be watching two episodes, which is the first half of the uh, Merrick versus Joey duel. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised it, 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 it it's going to be going on for four, at least four episodes. That's, I think there's... there's that's like absurd. A, there's like a six-part one, I think. Five or six part one somewhere down the line. Great, great. Yeah, this one didn't drag on at all. Um, so yeah, where where do we start? Uh, let's see. We sort of open with the bat with being told that the next duel is between Merrick and Joey, and we have this whole sequence of all of the duelists going up the big dueling tower elevator. I do want to point out. The, the, 
did they i didn't watch the last couple of episodes but these these elevator things that they're in uh look like they're for uh like the old duel arenas like they have like little card placement things on them have they used these at any point did they use these in the finale of virtual world i don't know i haven't watched this show in like a month uh it i don't think they use these in virtual world i think they just use dual discs uh they have they're just like these they they are like a more sleeker and smaller version of the dueling podiums they had for the for duelist kingdom but it also looks incredibly unsafe like they could just oh yeah They're, they're they're not strapped down or anything they're just going like 50 miles an hour up this tower uh in, in these little like roller coaster cars that do, that like go up to their waist pretty much and like i said they have card placement thing they never point this out so i don't know if it's going to come up later or if it came up earlier they mentioned in the last episode like you hook up the the dual disc to the thing and and that just lets you uh you can just use that for your card stuff but uh, i think they mostly just use the dual discs yeah, they just use the dual discs, so these things are pointless. Especially since we see that there are stairs coming up the dual tower uh, that the rest of the gang. Yeah, there's there's four elevators, and then everybody else just has to walk up the fucking stairs, including Mokua. He doesn't even get his own special little boy elevator. But speaking of uh, them, uh, they like the gang, or like we have to let Serenity know that Joey's about to duel and. <laughs> This is this is the only note I took for the all the two episodes because I was uh, just, I didn't feel like taking notes, but uh, yeah, they wanted to let Serenity know, and they're like, "Well, I, now I got to go all the way back down the tower." But Mokuba's like, "No, wait a minute, this tower is high tech," uh, and he, he pulls a phone off the wall. <laughs> There's just a, it's high tech. It's got a normal telephone. It's not even a wireless phone. It's like it's got the fucking coil cord and everything, and they call Serenity on her more high-tech her high her cell phone which is way more high-tech than the this, this fucking phone at the tower well they don't need to make it wireless because that tower has excellent reception you see yeah um, of course uh so is that how that works that's how that works i'm sure yeah serenity is like that's that's really nice and i'm gonna support joey in spirit but i think i should stay here and watch my keep an eye on her and every so often throughout the episode, we're going to get, like, quick shots of, like, Serenity and Mai. Um, They're not doing anything. Nah. They're just sort of there. <laughs> uh, just hanging out. Or, I mean, they're not hanging out. Serenity's hanging out, and Mai's, uh... She's somewhere else. She's in torture prison. Yeah. Yami just, like, tells Joey to be careful because, like, he's facing up against... Merrick, who has an Egyptian god card, and Joey doesn't. Kaiba insults Joey a bit. We get this whole flashback from Kaiba, because, like, you, you, Yami's like, Kaiba, you don't understand the sheer power of these cards. There are incredible secrets. And then Kaiba says, like, he translated them. His computer's already translated everything, so he's cool. And we get, like, the whole flashback with, with, like, Kaiba being able to read the Egyptian for some reason. For reasons he refuses to acknowledge. I am glad that they do flashbacks for this, because this was 30 episodes ago. Mm. 
Yeah, this one was fine. Uh, like, Kaiba has zero faith in Joey ac- actually winning, and he calls him a lab rat. Yeah, so Kaiba says to Joey that, uh, you have no, you have no hope dueling against Merrick, not with his winged dragon of Ra. I'm just going to use you as a test subject to perfect my strategy against the winged dragon of Ra. Uh, so, so, uh, he's hedging his bets on Joey losing, but he will observe the duel, uh, so, so he can see what the winged dragon of Ra does and figure out, like, what he's going to do against it after he beats Yami and takes the, uh, Slifer the Sky Dragon, so he has two. Yeah. At this point, uh, the... The friends all show up after climbing presumably several flights of stairs, and several hundred, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so now that they're here, the match can actually begin. Let's see. Yeah, there's this. They do the whole introductory bit about it being against Merrick and Joey. We get like a quick shot of Ishizu with Odeon, who is also in bed slash torture prison. Ishizu uh, speaks in rhyme now. Yeah, that just sort of happens. I can't. I I couldn't tell if it was intentional or not <laughs> because she only has the one set of lines. She she has two lines, and it's a rhyming couplet. But I don't know if that's on purpose or not because she has no. She doesn't say anything else in the entire episode. We never see her again, or in these two episodes. It's not like she even has like meter to it. It just sort of rhymes. Merrick uses a card called Gilgarth and places a card face down. Joey places Alligator Sword. And it's this point. It's at this point Merrick reveals he's putting Joey into a shadow game where he will, where he will absolutely and most certainly destroy him. Yeah, so everyone gets surrounded by the purple fart gas. Tristan's like, oh no, not again. Serenity on the ground is like, oh no, not again! It's a shadow game. Um, it, it's kind of it's it's a shadow game. Yeah, it's it's kind of like the one before, except we have a new twist. Yeah, let's see. We get s- some more like stuff reminding us Merrick's really powerful. Joey wants to bring back Mai. We get a shot of Mai. She's uh up to her neck in sand in a giant square hourglass. So she's almost done. She's almost gone forever. Uh, we are. It's then revealed to us that when they play monsters, they have a like a soul cord with them. So like the monster is bound to their heart, and whenever the monster is destroyed or weakened, even uh, then they they take physical damage themselves. They are in pain. Uh, funnily enough. They are not in pain whenever they, like, lose life points. It's only tied to their monsters. Hmm. I noticed. I guess... You you gotta pick one or the other. You can't have both. That's just... That's overdoing it. That's too much pain. Even Merrick wouldn't be able to withstand that. We get a whole bit about, like, Yami and Yugi talking to each other because... Yugi really wants to help, but Yami... Yeah, this bit's good. Yami says that... The only way they can help is if they let him duel on his own and fight his own battles. Yeah, because they promised Joey that they wouldn't protect him anymore. Because Joey wants to be able to just do something on his own for once without Yami's help. Uh, And he's, I mean, 
I think it's it's a pretty good moment because like Yugi obviously wants to help Joey, and Yami has to like kind of shout him down, uh, to tell him no, we're n- we're not helping Joey. We can support him and give him our faith, but like we're we're not. We we made a promise to him and we're going to keep it, uh, and that's that that's like one of two like okay-ish like character moments in these episodes it's kind of a bland set i'm sorry yeah folks. yeah it's the first half of a of a four-part yeah uh let's see there's this whole bit where let's see merrick summons Trilago, which destroys alligator sword and gilgars is gonna do a direct attack but joe uses scapegoat and scapegoat doesn't count for the bring real pain to him stuff so he can just waste them as he pleases uh he gets panther warrior uses that to attack Merrick uses a trap card called tribute burial it sacrifices a card from each of their decks to uh summon something so this is important it it banishes that card yeah yeah it, it destroys it so alligator sword is no longer in joey's graveyard this is important and will come up later yeah it will uh so they use uh so Merrick does this to summon Helpoemer, which is like this weird slab zombie thing. I just like the name, and I like to hear them say it. Helpoemer. I don't know what it means, but I like it. It sounds like maybe they were censoring something. Like like, you know, H E double hockey sticks. Uh Guess we'll never know. Don't censor me, Kaiba Corp. Yeah, we'll never know, because the traitorous sub-crew is not here this week. Merrick puts a card face down, but he doesn't attack. And Joey's like, "What? what's the deal with that? Joey draws Jinzo, but but he thinks, like, Merrick's got a couple tricks up his sleeve. We should... Yeah, he's using his head for... Yeah, he's using his head for once, and he's like, Well, he probably wants me to attack Helpoimer, because he's not defending it at all. To activate Helpoimer's special effect... Which he knows there's a special effect, but he doesn't know what it is. This continues to vex and anger me that nobody knows what any cards do. But I digress. Joey summons Rocket Warrior, and and then like Merrick gets like his own thing, which is uh, Plasma Eel, which lowers uh, Panther Warrior's strength, and by doing so, also drains energy from Joey. Yeah, it, it drains his physical strength. He. He, he can't, like, do yo-yos as good anymore whenever the plasma eel drains his panther warrior's strength. Uh, but while Joey may be losing his 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 power, his physical power, he's still got his brain power. His determination, uh, as he puts it. Yeah. Um, and so he, he's able to... He stands back up and he... He he uh roars. <laughs> he, he does a Joey scream, and it's good. I like to see it. Uh, it. It fills me with determination too. It's like Undertale. Rocket Warrior like gets does the invincible thing it can do and attacks Helpoemer, which and he like drains. He like I think he like weakens or destroys the monster and. No, he, like, weakens the monster with, uh, Rocket Warrior and, like, Merrick. Merrick loses strength. 
Panther Warrior is the one that destroys Helpoemmer, but that's Merrick's trap. Because uh, then uh, he, gets, he does this whole thing where like a car, this whole ghost ends up in Joey's graveyard and there's like this weirdly fluid animation sequence, like more fluid than anything we've seen. <laughs> because they use it several times. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, the Helpoemmer teleports to Joey's graveyard, and the thing with Helpoemmer is that every turn that it's in Joey's graveyard, it will randomly destroy a single card from his hand. Or not destroy it, draw it into the graveyard. Uh, important distinction. And I think that's the end of part one, so why don't we do Queens of Games? Let's do it. All right, you want to go first, or should I? Uh, I, I kind of don't want to go because um, uh, while I have been playing Pokemon, so is everyone else, and I want I want at least Max on here to talk about it, uh, because he he's like way more into Pokemon than I am. But uh, trust me, folks, Pokemon Sword and Shield, or Shield, I don't know about Sword. Maybe Sword's really bad. Shield is good. Uh, don't listen to the haters. It's good as hell. There's a lot of good new monsters in it. I'm a big fan of Galarian Meowth, even though it's not fully round. It just has a beard. I don't like to see that. Um, I like Snom. I don't even have a Snom yet. I just want one. Blipbug and its whole deal. Etc. Snom is that grub one, right? Yeah, it's a little, like, grub ice-type worm. Hmm. I've seen a lot of people really liking that one. A lot of people like Snom, and for good reason. Snom deserves all that love. I mean, my my biggest complaint would just be like, it's a Nintendo game and the online service kind of sucks. Mm-hmm. But I mean, the rest of it's good. <laughs> it's a good game. Uh, and hopefully uh, whenever Max is on next, he can we'll talk about it more in depth. Alright. Uh, I've been playing... The Outer Worlds a whole lot more. I've gotten to Monarch. I nice. I don't. I don't know what that is, but yeah, I know what the Outer Worlds is. I don't know what Monarch is. Yeah, I've gotten to Monarch. I've got. I've traveled to a couple different towns on Monarch and been doing. What kind of character are you playing? Uh, I've been going with a lot of speech and melee. Uh, also been putting points into like the the stealth and medical stuff because those are really useful because mm-hmm. uh, like a lot of this a lot of the game really like does a lot with like giving you dialogue options that use like the 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 like less direct skills like using using a like the engineering skills to do engineering stuff to talk about engineering stuff medical for medical stuff it yeah there's a Pretty much... It's a lot like New Vegas in that way. Yeah. Pretty much every skill has, like, some relevance in a speech op- situation. Yeah. Were you like me, and did you pick... Did you, like, have a... Uh, I forget what it is. Did you have your one stat low enough that you just don't have regenerating health, and you uh, regret it for the rest of your life forever? No, I didn't, because I 
it told me that I would lose the regenerating health if I if I got rid of that, so I didn't. That's, yeah, that's also probably especially a bad choice if you're a melee character. I'm just like I I just like shoot pistols like revolver ocelot and that that's that works for me. But like if I had to punch people, that would be another an entirely different ordeal. I can't imagine doing that. I do like that. That. I really like the melee weapon selection. There's a lot of really creative stuff in there, like this fucking this baton with saw blades attached to it. There's a there's like big hammers. There's there's. Does it uh, feel like? Does it actually like feel kind of good to do? Unlike uh, New Vegas. Uh it feels on par with New Vegas. I'd say because like the shooting, the shooting feels like a. Uh, a lot just like smoother than new vegas i like the shooting like it, it, it like it, it's nothing spectacular but like it, it gets the job done and i think it just feels like uh, like a bit more polished than uh new mm-hmm. vegas was uh yeah just by it's not quite as janky mm-hmm. by just being sufficient at doing what it does but melee was always kind of a it, it no matter what you're doing it just feels like you're swinging at air Regardless of if you're hitting someone or not. Right. Uh, I'd say the melee is improved. It's mm-hmm. got a little, like, small improvements. Like, the whole, like, thing where you can, like, do, like, dodging jumps is really handy for, like... Oh, yeah, I can imagine. Yeah. Uh, I think that's all I have to say about the Outer Worlds for now. Uh, I'm gonna put more time into it uh yeah that's it uh so let's move on to part two part two the darkness returns part two this one's uh let's just blaze through this one this one's uh, yeah. incredibly boring yeah so like serenity's uh like watching from the airship and sees like the big purple cloud in the at the top of the arena and can tell they're having a shadow duel. Uh, they use... Marek uses a trap card called Coffin Cellar. Uh, coffin Cellar. I'm here for your biggest coffins. You can't handle my coffins, warrior. Brooklyn monstrosity. <laughs> Joey uses, like... Joey draws Insect Queen, but, like, he can't, like, sacrifice monsters for it right now. Cause... He can, but he doesn't want to. It's too risky. Because yeah. he's only got two monsters out, yeah. which it would cost. Joey spends some time strategizing, and, like, Merrick's obviously going to be using a trap card now, but we get some sideline stuff with Yami, and he's like, Joey has to reveal Merrick's trap cards, because, like, the sooner he reveals them, the sooner he can get rid of them. Mm-hmm. And so Joey reveals the trap card and Merrick's like, this is just as I planned. And he draws five more cards. And that includes the, the winged dragon of Ra. Oh, I didn't even notice that. Yeah. Oh, I do just want to point out that like, uh, when I was watching the first episode, I did have the revelation that the winged dragon of Ra is just a Bakugan. And I'm just gonna throw that out there. I don't know shit about Bakugan, except that they're balls that turn into monsters. But, I mean, that's what the Winged Dragon of Ra is. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, I know this isn't an original observation. This has probably been said on this show before, and we all just forgot. 
Like, there's no way that I'm the first of us five dipshits that's noticed this stupid thing is a ball. Maybe you have. I'm not sure. I'm just gonna say it again, and I think it's I think it's good, and I think it's funny. So, uh, yeah, just just like kind of mull that over, and if you know something about Bakugan, maybe that'll delight you more than it delighted me. Okay. Joey accidentally activates another trap card, which is a coffin cellar, like I mentioned, which mm-hmm. Merrick drew earlier. Uh, so every time a monster is destroyed, Joey loses 300 life points. Yeah. So like when. When, like, the whole card, uh, when Helpo Emmer steals a card, and it's a monster card, Joey's gonna lose 300 life points every round. So, Is that right? Yeah, so it's Does just... That, oh, I, I, I didn't know if that was actually... I thought... Because I don't know if that actually happens at any point during these episodes. He, like, talks about how this is a foolproof plan to make Joey constantly lose life points. Uh, okay. Yeah. Kaiba's, like completely unsurprised that joey is losing but like joey's got it well joey's got more life points than merrick like a significant significant margin yeah and he's got more monsters out on the field so like he's not doing too bad joey has like this whole card that he uses on merrick called question and merrick has to like this is pretty good yeah this is a good Uh, bit oh also help Hoemer destroys insect queen so joey doesn't get to play that either yeah uh so yeah so question like he forces merrick to like have to guess what card is that what sec can we can we draw back just a minute yeah because there's something else that i want to point out uh joey uh is he's trying to rely on the heart of the cards and he draws little wing guardian just pathetic absolutely worthless oh Uh, right shitty little card and but he goes to play it anyways and the heroic music kind of starts up Mm-hmm. And then Merrick's like, no, not so fast. And it just, <laughs> it gets replaced by the villain music and he plays a trap card and it's uh Nightmare one wheel. of the it's yeah, it doesn't it doesn't matter what the card is, but the that like interruption of the music is like one of the genuinely like funniest jokes in the in the show. Yeah. Uh yeah, and I I I did get a pretty good laugh out of that. Yeah. Also like he uses Nightmare Wheel and he straps Rocket Warrior to a torture wheel so Joey's losing more life points every turn, and it's very mm-hmm. sad to see the Rocket Warrior strapped to this torture wheel. Yeah, he looks pretty dismayed to be strapped to a torture wheel. You you might be surprised to find that out, but yeah. So yeah, anyways, with Joey's, like, super... With question, Merrick has to guess what card is at the bottom of Joey's graveyard, and if Merrick guesses right, the monster gets banished. But if Merrick guesses wrong, the monster gets summoned for free. Yeah, this is pretty fun. Yeah. Um, and the thing is, the first monster he destroyed was Alligator Sword. But as we said earlier, Merrick then destroyed it with one of his cards and banished it. So it's no longer at the bottom of Joey's graveyard. So the thing is here... Uh, next monster that was destroyed after that was destroyed by Hell Poemer's ability and Merrick didn't get to see what that card was because Joey didn't play it so Merrick has no idea what it might be yeah so this is this is actually pretty good and I don't know if it would actually work in like a real game because he might uh, be able to actually see the card but when it was destroyed but that that I, I in in the show works pretty good i like it yeah there's a whole bit where like 
Joey taunts Merrick with a little game show bit, and it reveals that the card he summoned is Genzo. Yeah, the yeah, which Joey has been kind of like struggling to find a way to summon Genzo since it was put into his graveyard because Merrick has three trap card, like three or four trap cards on the field at this point. So Joey needs to be able to get rid of them quick. Yeah. Uh, so like Joey like destroys all the trap cards and like now Joey definitely has the upper hand and we get this whole flashback to him getting the card from Esperoba and like they summon a he summons a baby dra- he uses baby dragon and panther warrior to to like attack Americans up losing the legendary fiend which means that we didn't even point out that he has that monster, but yeah, he has a oh, monster yeah. out. It's like it's, this Merrick weird has a monster man. out that gains attack points every turn. It doesn't matter because Jinzo just fucking destroys it, but yeah. So he destroys the one monster that uh, Merrick has out on the field, so he's defenseless, and he goes to attack him with the rest of his monsters, which would be enough to wipe Merrick out, but Merrick has uh, like a spell card, it's called like Shield of Darkness or something, who cares? Mm-hmm. That just protects him from all the attacks. So, that that's a bust. Yeah. Uh, Panther Warrior runs out of attack points. And Merrick then draws a card called Lava Golem. Which sacrifices monsters on Joey's side. And once it's summoned, the card is on Joey's side. Joey can use it. But, like, Joey gets, like, trapped in this, like, cage that that's like hanging off the golem and there's this whole thing where the golem's like constantly melting so like he's always losing attack losing life points every round and but on the other hand he does have a monster with 3000 attack points which could be used against Merrick that's kind of where we end yeah that's kind of where we end yeah that's it that's the end of the episodes folks yeah um like not a bad duel but, like, it is just a lot of duel. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> which is always just going to be... We're, we're just... We blew through that in, like, less than ten minutes. That episode. Because mm. there's there's nothing to it aside from just card games. So, yeah. uh, what are we doing next? So, I had... After uh, Max and Sarah's fursona uh, discussion last week, I spent some time thinking... And I'd like to present a segment I couldn't that help but wonder. I couldn't help but wonder. What's everyone's personas? So, let's get into it. The growing subculture of people who call themselves furries. I decided, yeah, so I decided to uh, just do, like, the sort of core cast of Friends, so, like, I also threw in Pegasus just because it was fun. I didn't need to, but I wanted to. Yeah. Yeah, so, one of the key things is, like, I'm thinking, these are kids growing up in the 2000s, their teens, what influenced, 
what how is that going to influence her persona decisions oh okay this is like more of a this is like kind of a drawing from historical context i thought this was just going to be completely based upon their personalities but this has this has uh there is personality to it don't get yeah obviously that but like we're 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 kind of going into this is more in depth than you might think yeah so let's start with yugi Yugi is like very sweet. He's very in- innocent, but he's got. I an thought interest- you were going to say incel. I was so worried for just a moment. We'll get to incels later, but no, he's sweet and he's innocent, and he's got this distinct interest in like darker subject matter. But I mean, why else would he build the puzzle? Why else would he dress all goth? He has a flair for the unusual, but he likes style. That's why his hair's like that. Mm-hmm. I think Yugi's fursona is a bright purple warrior cat with his hair, and its name is Duskpaw. Alright. Oh, man. Did you say Duskpaw? Yes. That's good as hell. I like that. Alright. Does it dress like him, too? or like? Nah, it's like a cat-ass cat, with just with oh, anime full... hair. Yeah, just a four-legged Wait, it, cat. It's not an anthro cat, even? It's just like a no. cat? You, no, you just say a warrior cat, which those are just normal cats that talk. Yeah. So, okay. now for Yami. Yami's, he's an ancient Egyptian pharaoh. He's got this whole flair for the dramatic. He's gay as all hell. And he's part mm-hmm. of Yugi. I think Yami's persona is an anthropomorphic sphinx cat with dark purple skin. Imagine Beerus, okay. but with more of a goth aesthetic. Okay, yeah, I'm into it. Uh, Joey's a dog. That's just canon. That's just, yeah, he's just a dog. Uh, <laughs> I think... What kind of dog? Just like a like a beagle? I think... Boston Terrier? I think he would be a... Be like... It's hard to decide, but like... My gut says either Great Dane or uh, Golden Ooh. Retriever. Oh, I like Golden Retriever, because he's just a fucking dunce. He's an yeah. idiot. <laughs> Last week, Sarah discussed. Sarah and Max discussed very thorough reasoning why Kaiba would have a wolf persona. But I also mm-hmm. think he has a blue eyes persona. And okay, yeah. furthermore, I think he, he uses them as Kaiba Corp mascots, and he commissions lots of arts for them, and has hung several of said commissions in his mansion. In his office? Okay, in his office, too. Okay. <laughs> There's just a blue... On one wall is a blue eyes, on the other is a wolf. Both are dressed like him. They're both gay. They are both gay. Uh, Taya's... Taya. So Taya's like... She's a very pleasant girl. She cares a lot about her friends. She, she aspires to, like, dance. She plays DDR. I think... Taya's okay. persona is like the sort of '90s anime style anthro cat girl, like the girl from uh, from Outlaw Star, maybe, or maybe the one from Fighting Foodons. Just oh, I'm gonna need like a visual reference for this. Just a moment. Should I just look up like Fighting Foodons cat? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I see what yeah, I see what you're saying. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's got, that's got like, Taya energy. I, I see what you're saying. Yeah. So, uh... That's cute. I like that. Yeah, so that's who I think Taya's persona is. Very late 90s, early 2000s catgirl. Uh, Tristan. Tristan has experience with being a funny monkey. And that's why I okay. think that that's his persona. But... All right. But Tristan is an asshole teen from the 2000s. And the first place I think of for asshole 2000 teens to congregate is Newgrounds. Newgrounds, Tristan's persona is an edgy flash cartoon monkey who is always surrounded by sexy woman and looks kind of like the monkey from Family Guy. Okay. Uh, Alright, yeah, man. Yeah. (laughs) Got so, like, uh, yeah, it does like the funny point at Chris. Yeah, yeah, that's great. His persona has extremely heavy vibes of hot diggity demon about to say something racist. So now for Duke Devlin. Now Duke's like all into dice. He's he loves tabletop stuff and he's gay as all hell and he wears a headband and he's got dice earrings. I think mm-hmm. Duke's persona is a sexy lizard man who he also uses okay. in all of his RPG campaigns in one way or another. Uh, okay. He's not a kobold, though. He's like sexy lizard man. Full on twink. Like a, like a Gex? Is he like Gex? Uh, closer to Intellion than Gex. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm wondering if he's more like a, like a, like an Argonian. Or more yeah. like a, a gecko, sort of like smooth lizard. Yeah, very uh, smooth lizard. So, sort right. of a little bit like a dino. Very sharp claws. Okay, uh, so like kind of a salamander-ish. Well, maybe not as wet as a salamander, but nah. like it is like sleek. Not not like overly scaly, but it does have claws. Mm-hmm. Does it have teeth? Definitely. Okay. Any sort of, like, head crest, or does it just have hair? Like, what's the deal? I hadn't thought about that too much, but I don't think he has hair. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that, uh, that's fair. Okay, now for Mokuba. Mokuba strikes me as, like, a Digimon kid. Just Okay. He has Digimon energy. Yeah, yeah, he does. Uh, I think he has... He's had two different personas in his life, both of which are Digimon. During <laughs> his uh, Season Zero Gremlin days, his persona was an Impmon. But nowadays, in his like main series Nice Boy days, he's got a Terriermon persona. Okay, let me look these up. So, Impmon... Oh, yeah, that's... Yeah, that... I mean, it's a fitting name. Uh, hmm. yeah, I like that. Terriermon, let me see this. I might have gotten... Alright, yeah, I like that. That's good. That's great. I love Terriermon. Yeah. Next up is Bakura and Feral Bakura. Alright. They both have Sonic OCs. This is oh, partly man. because... Part of this yeah, is inspired by their whole, like, angel-devil aesthetic. Like, like yeah. Mokuba's card being, like, the change of heart during... That uh, Battle Kingdom episode. In the forest, yeah, that yeah. one. I think I Bakura's Sonic OC is Angel the Hedgehog, 
who is an angel. He's got wings, a halo, and all that. Definitely mm-hmm. a hedgehog. And Feral Bakura's OC is Brimstone the Hedgehog, who is a demon. Okay. He's got like cool scars all over him. He's got big sharp teeth. He's got some Are real they, like, glowing scars because like oh, cause he's like a hell demon. They should be glowing scars now that I think about it. And he's got real Sonic.exe vibes. Yeah, <laughs> I can see it. Yeah. Uh I'm worried I might have underthought Mize, but I think Mize Persona is like this sort of Looney Tunes-esque sexy rabbit who's like a <laughs> billionaire gambler. And like, okay. it, it looks kind of like Lola Bunny, but with like old-timey riverboat gambler aesthetics. Okay, yeah. Is that just like Lola Bunny, but like dressed like Jessica Rabbit? Sort of, Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. What if Jessica Rabbit was an actual rabbit? Yeah. And finally, I decided on Pegasus. I think Pegasus, being like a huge cartoon fan, has like... The obvious choice is a funny rabbit. Yes. And I think... But rather than the more Looney Tunes-esque funny rabbit, I think Pegasus goes for like a Fleischer-era Felix the Cat-style inkblot rabbit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he is currently in the process of writing, producing, and financing a, oh. a an extremely expensive 2D hand-drawn movie with this character. Because oh. he's rich and can do whatever he wants, and he loves cartoons. Yeah. So so what is the character? It's it is a rabbit, but it's not like a it's not like a Bugs Bunny. It's more like it's a, more of a fe- Felix the Cat. Yeah. Yeah, just okay, like yeah, yeah. old Fleischer era stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, that's everyone's personas. I'm glad we could discuss everyone's this. That matters. If you yeah. weren't in that list, get the fuck out. If you were, if your favorite character was was not <clears throat> mentioned on this list, please message us and tell me what you think their persona is, and I'll think about it and tell them tell you what I could think they could be also. Yeah, if you have any additions or amendments to that list that you, you think uh, you'd like to make, uh, send us a, an ask on Tumblr, which yeah. we'll uh, plug at the end of the show. Yeah, or, speaking or of asks... in just a moment when we do the rest of the questions. Yeah, speaking of asks, you can ask us questions on Tumblr at potofgreed.tumblr.com, or on our Discord at kaiba.online, or on our Twitter that's potofgreedcast on Twitter. Yeah, uh, we'll, uh, we're gonna plug that again in a minute. But yeah, so I it's kind of last minute, so we only ask for questions on Discord. Sorry. Uh, so let's just go with uh, let's just go with the ones that were asked on Discord. Uh, Discord user Flutterdark asks, "How do you think this tool could have looked if the damage was actually visible to the onlooker in any way other than them screaming?" I um I thought about this a little bit. Uh I don't know. <laughs> but no, I, I I think maybe like uh have like cool like cuz the the thing is represented by just like a pink beam of light like mm-hmm. rope sort of like between them and the monster. Maybe just have like uh pink lines like going through all it's like when somebody gets zapped in Steven Universe like the yellow lines that go all through their body. But it's like pink, 
Or maybe like a big shadow hole just opens up in their fucking chest and they just have like a, you could just see through them. I feel like we've done that before in this yeah. show. Yeah. But I, I do like that. Oh, I think I'm actually thinking of Dark Side of Dimension. Something like that kind of happens. Okay. Where they just start fucking disappearing as they lose a shadow. I name. think that happened in the My versus uh, Merrick duel, actually. But I was thinking, okay. like, the way it's, like, a string connected to them, maybe it it's, like, siphoning the energy out of them, and, like, they're becoming, like, emaciated and pale and stuff as they lose Ooh. more. Yeah. Some real, like, metal shit. What if they just lose their actual, like, color? Like, yeah. They, oh, they just become shit. Grace. They just They just get, like monochrome as the the episode goes on oh man that would rule that'd be kind of neat yeah host of the show elliot asks question i miss my favorite host elliot when will he return from holiday hell uh hopefully next week uh you know he's got to deal with uh weird thanksgiving relatives uh who come in and redecorate your house and take down your uh tasteful nude pictures but Hopefully that'll be done by next week. So uh, be look forward, folks, to hopefully more Elliot in the future. Yeah, I look forward to seeing more Elliot. Discord user Flutterdark asks, Question, why did Kaiba not stop any of those shadow games? They are clearly illegal. Do you think he gives a shit if Joey gets banished to the Shadow Realm? No. Kaiba wants that to happen. He so wants that to happen... Uh, and although I, I gotta admit, I did have a second here in these episodes where I was like, you know, maybe, maybe I ship Joey and Kaiba. So maybe, maybe he wouldn't like to see that. But, uh, aside from that moment of just like criminal brain, uh, yeah, Kaiba does not give a shit. He, 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 he wants Joey to get banished. He just wants that winged dragon of raw. He doesn't care what happens before then. He's hollering about the Anubis. <laughs> yeah, he's doing that. Uh, let's see. Uh, Roy of the Roy Roy says, "Let Joey say love the Mets," and he's yeah. Let's go Mets, baby! Love the Mets. Kaiba, it's been a long duel, and I got one thing to say to you. Let's go Mets, baby! Love the Mets. Love the Mets. <laughs> All right. Uh, I th- oh, uh, Morg asks. Uh, All right. Um, uh, that's all the questions. Uh, yeah, that's all the questions. Yeah. Uh, all right. All right. Uh, let's see. I'm Dan, aka Mike Dawson. You can find me at Tumblr. Or sorry, you can find me at twitter.com at at Mike underscore Dawson with a zero. You can find my recently established art blog at artdawson with a zero dot tumblr dot com. You can find my comedy blog at Xbox underscore holiday, where Usher celebrates holidays with Xbox. And since the last time was I was on. I appeared on an episode of Let's Place, a oh yeah, a show that seeks to scientifically and objectively rank every video game ever made. They're currently doing a Game of the Decade series where they 
where they rank games from every decade starting from the 70s to the 2010s. Uh, nice. Yeah. Uh, Best game of the 1980s? Yakuza 0, as it turns out. <laughs> so I was on for 1970s, and I was able to rank some stuff and had a good time. You can check yeah, can them out. Yeah, kind of a spoiler? What, what what did you think was the best game in the 70s? Uh, I mean, the episode's already out. It's on the list. I th- can't remember. I I can re- I remember which one I picked, because we all got to submit one for mm-hmm. the ranking. I picked uh, Oregon Trail. Nice. Yeah. I didn't even know how old that was, so. Argyle, where can we fi- <clears throat> find you? Uh, I'm Argyle. You can find me on Twitter at Argyle underscore Funk. I don't tweet very much, but you can find me there anyways. That's it. Alright, and you can find Pod of Greed at podofgreed.tumblr.com, at podofgreedcast on Twitter, and you can join our Discord at kaiba.online. That might not be applicable pretty soon, I think, because, uh, uh, lawyer of the show elliot legal department of the show elliot is going to be making us an actual like website website not and it's not gonna i don't think it's going to just go to the discord anymore but if if so you know either go to our discord or go to our fun website i don't know what it's gonna look like but elliot promises uh, a, a delightful travesty so mm-hmm. just go to that url regardless of what it is all right uh so uh I place my persona's face head down and <laughs> end my podcast. I, I put my my lobster face down and end my podcast, buckle. Bye. 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 Bye.